we dice the market up into $50,000 increments mm -hmm. so that we can really go in and say, okay, well, in your price range, what's the supply? What's the demand? How many months of inventory are there? Is the buyer in control? Is the seller in control? And the biggest one that we have, I think, is based on the last two years of sales in that price range, brokering a property in the traditional facet, what are your chances of sale? And we're live. Go. Again? Yes, sir. What do we got today? So, talking about high-end properties. Uh, Define high-end. What is it? When I say high end, I'm not necessarily just talking about location. We're talking cabana I'm, here. I'm, we talking. I'm talking well, house? well appointed features. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about a property that when it was built or, um, you know, e either remodeled, they used Windsor wide model, you know, wide trim. Uh, they used high baseboards. All materials that they used were just, you know, of the highest caliber. I think of Peter Giordano. I think of tier one sure. construction. Absolutely. Not to not to plug Peter or anything. No, but, but I, it is his houses are that that level you know, for sure. With with you know great views, great properties, just uh, trophy assets, <laughs> right? Okay, what's a trophy asset? <laughs> so, so are we talking commercial? Or are we talking residential? We're talking res. So on the on the res side, that trophy asset is that property that was built um, out of passion. It wasn't, it wasn't built with somebody knowing that they were going to construct this thing, turn around in three years and sell it. Mm -hmm. They're going to build it, and it may be a legacy, also known as a legacy property, in which it's going to outlast their, their own lifetime, and it's going to support generations of families. And it'll sustain its value regardless of logic or no. surrounding market? No, obviously time, though. Over time, mm -hmm. you know, if you were to build a property like that and typically sell it within a couple of years, you're, it's, like, it's like buying a car. It's going to depreciate between 10, 15, 20% mm -hmm. um, because it's really only as good as the properties that surround it. Mm -hmm. uh, but over time, if you maintain that property, then it's going to follow the market per se. Mm -hmm. Once it adjusts back down to a level that's reality after it has been built and lived in for a few years. Mm -hmm. Well, just to add to that, just to, to indicate what kind of market we're in right now. I mean, obviously everyone knows this, but on the higher end, a lot of these two and three, four million dollar properties that were either on or off the market for years and just didn't sell because maybe they weren't waterfront. They were commanding or trying to command a higher price, but they didn't have water access or water views. Or they didn't have the buyers. Yeah, it just it just they just weren't there. But um, behind the bar last night, talking to a couple couple locals that. Uh, purchased recently, and they've been looking for a place down this way in that higher price range. Um, fairly liquid individuals who were able to, to, they were looking for years and years, couldn't find anything they wanted, and they came across something that was about to head to market, and they got it, as soon as it came on, they had, they had heard that something was coming, and they just didn't know where it was or exactly what price range, but they ended up locking it up, putting it under contract, and it was that higher, it was that higher price range for sure. And because of its location, because of lack of availability, and just a, it's just a luxury property to say the least. Even though it was under contract, they had offers to significantly increase their offer on Should this that just offer. just to get out, just from yeah. from out of state, and just to say, look, well, if if you'll give this property up, we'll give you, we'll command significantly higher than what you just paid. Yeah. So that's what's going and on the, right it, now. That that's what we're seeing. And you know, in the past, we've done such a, you know. 
the due diligence and the research that we we do is, I think, above and beyond. And again, I'm tooting my own horn here again, but go in and say, okay, well, in your price range, what's the supply? What's the demand? How many months of inventory are there? Is the buyer in control? Is the seller in control? And the biggest one that we have, I think, is based on the last two years of sales in that price range, brokering a property in the traditional facet, what are your chances of sale? And a lot of times in the past, chances of sale would be like 10%, 5%. You know, so you look at it as an agent and you're like, of course, we look at it this way because we have, we have access to this information. You know, a lot of other agents will look at this and they'll just put it on the market and, you know, hope and pray. Uh, we, we hope and pray as well that they do that so that we can take it and be the third, fourth agent in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we'd like to do is advise clients on, hey, what makes sense? Mm-hmm. Is now a good time to sell? And the numbers that we're seeing are not like anything I've ever seen in the past 20 years. Even in 2006, mm-hmm. it's time to sell. Well, and again, it's a lot of times people have this, this trade-off between you want time or money. Well, time is money in sure. this respect. So what you're saying is, Reducing the amount of time it takes to sell a property by breaking it down, but what's the demand for it? I mean, is there no the, demand for it? Are you listing something? In the past, that's there hasn't something? been. Exactly, but now it's a completely different ballgame because there's no inventory out there, even in the higher price ranges where normally these properties would sit for a good six months before you get a real viable you know, buyer and interested. Six, now, six months. I mean, some of the inventory <clears throat> they were seeing is Doesn't years. sell at all. Well, exactly. But I'm saying if it's priced yeah. accordingly sure. and it's actually re- you know, realistic, some of them are just these numbers. We don't even know where they come from. They're just listed because, well, let's just try to shoot the moon yeah. and see what happens. But now it's kind of like time is money. But well, at the same time, there's, there's, there's very little time because right. they're going under contract so fast. And it's, and it's interesting in, this, in the higher end. In a, well, it's not even just the higher end, but being able to break a property down and look at its holding costs. And by holding costs, I mean taking the taxes, taking the insurance, whether it's flood or just homeowners, uh, heat, electricity, what it takes to maintain it and breaking it down on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You'll see some of these homes. Actually, we just sold one. $500 a day. Yeah. So now you talk about the time on market being three, four, five years, and you start breaking it down with what it really costs to sell, mm-hmm. somebody waiting for their number, well, it just costs you a lot more mm-hmm. to hold the property. Sure. So I think looking at history, knowing that the market will go back, <clears throat> snap back at some point to where it was, there's an opportunity here to really jump in and uh, capitalize. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you narrow the gap between price and value we keep coming back to that don't we i know and i keep beating it to death but it just makes sense whenever something hits me i look and i say well let's try to articulate why this is important and i think this is a right now it's kind of a purge that's going on there's so much inventory out there that's actually being sold yeah changing market that Mm -hmm. we're in and we'll we'll get into some some deeper elements of the market and what's making this happen later but right now i i appreciate your time yes sir talk soon Thank you.